Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to Rusty Quill Gaming. I am your game master for today, Maddie Searle. My pronouns are she, her, and I am here with the behind the scenes team for Chapter Multiverse to play a game of Raging Grannies. So Chapter Multiverse is a brand new actual play podcast coming from Rusty Quill, where uh, we use a bunch of different game systems to explore the same city chapter in multiple parallel universes. And we are playing, as I mentioned, Raging Grannies, designed by Alicia Furness, which is all about fantasy fighting grandmas. Our intrepid team of grannies has been trying to work out who is sabotaging the Blemishworthshire Bake Off competition and are currently in a dungeon investigating a lead from a small servant boy that someone may be uh, trapped in there. So I would like to introduce each of our players uh, with their names and their characters and their pronouns, starting with Alex. I am Alexander J. Newell, he, him, erstwhile Rusty Quill gaming host and current learner that to nut someone does not necessarily translate across oceans as a piece of slang as I had hoped. But I'm just going to double down <laughs> and that's fine. entirely fair who are you playing oh uh, i am of course playing gloucester worcestershire and uh if any of you can't spell that frankly i have nothing but contempt for you i'm kathy how about you i'm kathy renault i am audio master rusty quill uh she her and i am playing bryony longfellow and finally feeling the rage as the raging rennies as we get down into the depths yes and nico Hey, I'm Nico, he, him. I'm the Chapter Multiverse music composer, and I am playing a very mushless Christine Ankle Jenkins. I will not elaborate on that. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, Tessa. Hello, I'm Tessa, she, they, and I do sound design for... Um, well, I will be doing the sound design for Chapters of the Multiverse and probably for this as well, <laughs> unfortunately. And I am playing... <laughs> I'm playing Patricia Potts, uh, Backstabbing Knight. Brilliant. Okay. And yes, where we left off, you had just had an altercation with some zombie guards who were reanimated to continue working in these terrible conditions. And you are looking around to see if you can spot anyone hidden away in one of the cells. And you do indeed see it's that kind of fashionable that older women have that is just, it's like they have taken the most fashionable stuff from the era when they were young and just kept it 
they've just not updated it whatsoever. So you're like, that is an incredible outfit. It is like 30 years out of date, but it's still banging. If if they stick with it, it'll definitely come back around eventually. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And she's got platinum blonde hair and beautiful kind of costume jewelry, but she is looking terrified and she is crouched in the corner of this cell, absolutely just weeping and hasn't really been able to take in what's been going on around her because it's just all been a weird burst of zombie flesh, so she's probably not totally up on what's happening. So what do you want to do? Ah! Zombie lady! Get her! (laughs) (laughs) I'm all hopped up on on, on, on sweets! (laughs) I'm, I'm not sorry. That's that's me done. I'm not. I'm not going to be particularly helpful. I don't think through this social. <laughs> I'm uh, in mourning still, so I'm just kind of there, just so scuttling around the back, just going with the crowds, but not really, not really knowing what to do with it either. Is this Winterbottom? You would recognise that this is Deidre Winterbottom, indeed, the renowned baker who has won several years in a row. Well, then probably go up to the bars and say. Uh, Deirdre Winterbottom, we're going to get you out of here so that you can still compete in the bake-off. What, what, what's happening? I, I heard lots of screams and I, I've been stuck down here all, all day. And wh- who are you? Well, I'm Bryony. This is Patricia. The one fuming over there is Gloucester. And the one... Yeah! Mm-hmm. And the one in mourning is Christine. It's, uh, it's delightful to, to meet you. Well, thank you so much for coming to rescue me. Um, could you please um, let me out of this cell? Uh, I don't know if there's a key or if there's any other way. I'd like to wrench the door from its hinges in my uh, berserker sweet rage. It'll be really funny if you fail this. Yes, it will. That's <laughs> yeah. why I'm doing it immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, leave it up to the dice. Give me a guts roll, please. Uh, what's it called? Does it count as using my fists and foreheads? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're gonna be grabbing with your with your fists, absolutely. Okay. It's brute strength. <laughs> I rolled a nine no. on a D six. Oh, <laughs> incredible. Um, please describe to me how you wrench this <laughs> this cell door off its hinges. Gloucester cracks the homemade Werther's original in her teeth, not sucking just crunch and then goes full pepped up rage just grabs the bars and just bodily tears it off the hinges and then he's just holding it above her head going well that is quite impressive I do hope you won't be doing anything untoward with that door at which point Glosser just slams the uh, gate down on the ground beside her and then starts to sag a little bit as she's clearly just done way too much. She's like, ah, <laughs> ah, Oh, oh dear, are, are you all right? Uh, I'm tired now. Oh, oh of course. I'm fine. Yes. Bryony is off to the side, watching all this play out. Had already been halfway pulling a key out of her pocket as town guard, <laughs> ready to unlock the door. It's just like, all right, this is... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, what, what do we do now? Do we? Do we? Where do we go? Well, we get you to the Bake Off, of course. Well, if you're sure, how how far into the competition are they? I don't know if I have all, any of my ingredients prepared. Anyway, we can discuss this as as we walk, I suppose. And um, she kind of gets up off her feet a bit shakily, but manages to kind of brush herself off and 
get ready to leave. Patricia Potts is going to look around for the serving boy, and Patricia looks a little bit scary now with the um, claw marks across the face. (laughs) (laughs) And Patricia's just going to, like, crouch down just a little bit because the serving boy is almost her height and say... You did good coming to get us to find the woman in the in the dungeon. Thank you. It's good to know when you've been a good citizen. Patricia's going to reach into a little satchel, pull out a slice of pie and hand it over to the child. Quite pleased, like quite <laughs> Good idea. Leave no witnesses. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I am quite peckish. I only get the leftovers after the duke's been done with them. Um, and oh, no. <laughs> servant boy oh, is no. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he starts to nibble on this on this piece of pie, and to the surprise and shock of most of you, but not to the shock of Patricia, this boy will sit down and is absolutely fine. He's like, "That was delicious. Thank you so much." <laughs> this castle is a cavalcade of horrors. <laughs> What have they been doing to the people here? (laughs) Patricia just pats the child on the head very gently (laughs) and then is like, come along, we must all go now. So does Winterbottom need to source ingredients on the way to the baking competition or what's the deal? Because we could be scooping up remnants of zombies and, you know... (laughs) I I was going to suggest maybe we send the kitchen boy back to the kitchens to get things and bring it to the competition. Zombie viscera pie! (laughs) If you want the servant boy, the nameless servant boy, to go and get stuff from the kitchen, for sure, you can ask. Does uh, Patricia Potts have a sort of underlying motive of sort of preparing the little boy with like the herbs of the pie that he's just eaten as like a sort of like you know you know when you prepare roast chicken no no Patricia (laughs) Patricia has grandchildren and just is genuinely pleased with the help I'm not not going no okay I just wanted to check love I didn't know which way it was gonna go so that's a good I totally understand Nico you're just trying to gauge the room you're asking questions you now know where you fit in that it's like it's more like caring granny as opposed to cannibalistic monstrosity and I get it now now we know right go up the floor the servant boy leads you to the kitchen and you can manage to snaffle as much flour eggs butter sugar cream Sugar, yeah, absolutely. All of it. All the things. Like, you even just have, like, a, a full suckling pig, even though that's not <laughs> going to be useful. amounts of theft. Yeah. That's what I'm, we're going uh, for. Patricia's going to point at, like, a pile of pastries and just nudge Christine a little bit, like, hey, hey, look, you can get some more pastries. And I'm just sort of, like, there trying to, like, lassoing on the ingredients rather than trying to make a pouch. So I've now got, like, the lasso of... I'm trying to think of something about the lasso of Fudo is probably what I'm going to call this lasso from oh, now on. no. <laughs> Just like a couple of jugs of milk, bit of coriander, oh. uh, like a, a spice salami. You never know where this bake-off's going to go. So just bring it all. Sometimes they do do savoury. Yeah, it's not all cakes. I mean, I love that we do know what it is because we were watching and they were halfway through. But nonetheless, in case beef wellingtons are suddenly like a halfway pivot, we're ready. <laughs> Sorted. So as you come up uh, along the drawbridge, uh, the guards are now back in place, having had their little incident. They turn around and go, oh, um, you weren't supposed to 
that that's not wait, what what are you doing wait, why have you got the, the prisoner that's all right we're on official business it just keeps walking right past the guards <laughs> give me give me a hustle roll to see if you can be kind of persuasive enough to just let them leave you be brian he's just really tired of trying to be polite with everybody <laughs> total of five nice yeah they're sufficiently flustered and cowed by their own powerlessness and weakness as guards that they're just like we've clearly lost this one there's no point in trying to claw this back you just saved that two from being shoved into a moat of their own previous uh <laughs> oh, no <laughs> leavings yeah yeah, this for their own good, honestly. <laughs> and so, yeah, you make your way back to the town square with all the wonderful ogre bunting and crocheted benches. And of course, the marquee. And Vernon has managed to escape from the clutches of Mildred uh, and is back in his customary position. And just as you are approaching, the dwarf woman's beautiful brioche that she has been preparing suddenly just instantly disintegrates into mold and bursts into spores all over her. And she's just shaking with rage. Deirdre, before we go in, uh, it occurs to me, who locked you up? It was the Duke's guards. They, They did this. I thought there must be some kind of reason for it, but I haven't done anything wrong. Understood, understood. Everybody, I've got a plan. <gasps> oh, this'll be good. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Gloucester would like to charge in the entrance of the tent and just bodily tackle the Duke. That's a good plan. That's oh, incredible. No. That's not a uh, plan. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a guts roll, please. The only roll you need. <laughs> I like the image of, I've got a plan, and then just turns and just barrels away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bad one. Oh, no. No, it's another nine! Nice. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so you absolutely rock it into the marquee, aiming straight for the Duke, and just plow into him, and he knock him on his bum and he's just like oh, excuse me what are you doing what is happening here <laughs> at which point Gloucester sort of looks out through the open tent flaps at everyone else and goes like gives that gesture of like that, that's all I've got come on like, <laughs> this, this, yes. this is it this this was the plan yeah Squall Follywood and Sue Creef are looking scandalised and are motioning for, like, security to come. Trisha Potts is going to push Deirdre Winterbottom onto onto stage and, and, and push all of the ingredients out and just be like, go, 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 I suppose now I'm here, I'd better start baking, I suppose. And she very nervously starts, like, sifting some flour. She's, like, <laughs> looking up at the judges, like, I'm sorry, this wasn't my idea. Christine, noticing a redemption arc coming, realises that Squall Follywood's eyes are on Gloucester. and realises I could probably entice Squall Follywood into falling in love with me. So, sort of, like, lassoes onto, like, the pole bearings of the whole thing and kind of like Indiana Jones is there into the centre and drops down between Gloucester on one side 
and score on the other side and pats herself down in her sort of woolly jumper with holes in and a bike of shorts and just tries to wool scroll so that Winterbottom won't be noticed. Okay, give me a stories roll to see if you can <laughs> seduce Squall Follywood. Oh, no. Please, I've never wanted anything more than this. <laughs> oh. You got this, you got this. It's, it's a two. It's a two. Oh, oh no. no. Never mind. Is that your fifth penalty? That's my fourth penalty. We're getting close. Oh, okay. you, you know what it is? It's because you've exhausted your mush pouch. If you hadn't, yeah. you'd have been able to you'd have been able to pull it off, I think. It all comes back to the mush. <sighs> yeah, you, you look up into Squall Hollywood's eyes expectantly, waiting to see the love blossom, and unfortunately just sheer confusion and honestly slight disgust comes across his face. Squall, please forgive me. There are members of the event security team coming in. These are more poorly paid wizards just kind of with (laughs) ill-fitting uniforms with their wands out going, "Um, excuse me, uh, you're not meant to be on the stage. What's happening? Why are you here? Bryony walks to the front of the stage and addresses the audience. So Bryony! While everybody else is, while all of this cacophony is happening in the background. Save us from ourselves, Bryony! <laughs> Make it better! We're very sorry for the disturbance, but it seems that one of the contestants who had gone missing found themselves, for some reason, looks over very suspiciously at the Duke, very pointedly at the Duke, was wrongfully imprisoned and unable to get to this competition. So while we apologize for the stop and the disturbance, we just wanted to make sure that one of the contestants was able to at least resume the rest of the competition. So we thank you very much for your patience and patronage. And looks over at the Duke and... But what's happening with the with the Duke after being tackled by... Gloucester. I put that question to Gloucester. Is Gloucester continuing to pin him down or? I think Gloucester is currently like straddling the Duke. (laughs) Just dead eye staring him. And then he's just, you know, flexing two fists and just goes, I promise I'm going to treat you with love and holds up her one armored gauntlet with the word love written on it <laughs> and care <laughs> on the other one. <laughs> We're all friends here, aren't we, Duke? Friendly competition. Clank, clank, bashing her fists together. <laughs> I would like Gloucester to please make me a guts roll to intimidate the Duke into possibly confessing. Oh no, guys, it's less than nine. It's a miss. <laughs> Okay, am I allowed my fists or not for this? Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're, yeah, it's, you... it's a mere six, oh. <laughs> a paltry six. No, the Duke is absolutely terrified. It's like I may have been a bit unsportsmanlike in uh, my conduct. My my associate, Mister Vernon Green, has been assisting me. Um, it was all his idea. It was all his idea. I I just went along with it. No one likes a tattletale. Realising herself for a moment, uh, Duke <laughs> picks him up and props him on his feet again. Say it so everyone can hear. Mm, yes, I I was sabotaging the competition. Holding him by the ear. And why? Because <laughs> mummy never loved me. And so what do we say? Sorry. Louder, mean it. Sorry. Right. Now you just left with Gloucester just stood in the middle of the bake-off, full spiked body armour. 
now at a complete loss of what to do. Just <laughs> Gloucester has no stage presence, does not have that charisma, is just like, I don't, just kind of looking around for help at this point. Patricia's going to gesture from the side of the stage, like, come, come, come here, come here. <laughs> and try to get Gloucester to come and, and um, help Patricia find out where Vernon Green is, because clearly he's back in the audience if he's sabotaging the show again. Whoever wants to keep look out for Vernon Green, give me a stories role. Ugh, I got zero. Gloucester's definitely using this opportunity to just sort of sidle sheepishly off, having not really thought this far ahead. Can I also look out? Absolutely. I'd rather just rely on Tessa Zero, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's a four. You don't see him, but you do see that there is a kind of ripple in the crowd as someone is clearly forcing their way through. But yeah, you don't know exactly if it's him, but you strongly suspect that it's him. They leaving or they go? Yeah, they're leaving out the back of the crowd. I'm going to jump off stage and start following whoever's trying to leave. Great, yeah. Give me a hustle roll for any anyone who wants to try and follow and try and catch this villain. I got three. I got a six. Nice. I got a zero, and that's my fifth thing we bob. Poor, so. poor Christine, oh, no. you've, you've just, like, lost your mush bag. Oh. <laughs> Squall Follywood didn't like you back. You're really like going my normal wrong. role in a game of just consistent failure. I feel like I've just sucked all of the luck out of your side of the room. Oh. I'm going to make my minus one hustle into a minus two because you might as well go all in. Oh. Yes. So, Do it. Good. I'm just wailing in front of Squall Follywood. Cameras are starting to get panned on me and I'm just like... Oh, no. you know, lots of very red-faced wizards are like, this is going to be the sh- this is gonna be in all the award ceremonies for reality TV. This is going to get us the Emmy. You're just doubling down. Forgive no. me. Um, I can feel myself cringing inwards at this. <laughs> and so Bryony is absolutely legging it after Vernon and you do see him kind of pop out of the of the back of the crowd and you're probably about six feet away from him and you're keeping pace. So can you give me another hustle roll, please, to see if you can catch up to him? That is an eight. Amazing. Yeah, please describe to me how you how you catch him. I see see him attempt to duck down an alleyway and I know the back ways of this town like the back of my hand so he steps down down an alleyway I take a different one and come around the corner to cut him off and he comes running out of the entryway I stop him holding down an arm and just kind of clothesline him and knocks him out flat on the ground incredible you absolutely have him cornered just as we come to this alleyway, uh, I think it is time, perhaps, for a short break. And we'll be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. We have Bryony in an alleyway confronting Vernon Green, the one who is behind the terrible sabotage, well, according to the Duke. So what are you going to do with this seemingly cornered man? I'm going to grab him by his coat and just hoist him up and attempt to take him off to back to the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he can go stay in the cell that Winterbottom was in. Well, no, he can't because that door is broken. That door is gone. Well, choose another one. <laughs> I, was hope- I was really hoping you would realize. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to make a hustle roll as as you reach out to grab him. He's going to push a hand forward and try and shoot a bolt of magic right at you. Oh. That is an eight. Whoa, you absolutely, you managed to dodge out the way as this jet of neon green energy just shoots out of his hands. But because of the blast of magic, you haven't been able to get close and grab him. And at this point, I think this is when your companions kind of run up, possibly out of breath, behind you in the alleyway and witness this confrontation happening. So Vernon is going to say, well, I just can't have you carting me off to jail after the Duke saw me down the river. So uh, just we're going to beat up some grannies today. Why don't we? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) So Vernon is going to go into what he thinks is a really cool fighting stance with like one hand outstretched and one hand behind his head. 
but it looks rather silly, preparing to attack whoever comes forward. So who's going to try their luck first at attacking Vernon? I think Christine, in the mad despair of what this day has entailed, has just got no shred of dignity left. No weapons. The lasso is still stuck in the ceiling and just launches fisticuffs at Vernon. Just full on, sort of like running and then leap up in the air. I say leap, the four foot eight, so kind of like, eh, and then just kind of like tries to body slam him. <laughs> Get him, Christine! Right. Yeah, give me a guts roll, please. Ooh, six. Yeah! Oh, we finally yeah. got it! Incredible. All right. This isn't going to down him, but it is going to severely hurt him. Please tell me exactly how you pummel this <laughs> this man. Up in the air, side body slams him, and he kind of takes a step back. The physics makes Christine sort of bounce back, but in the bounce back, she kind of digs his digs her claws into him, so there's like two gashes on his sort of rib cage as she kind of bounces back. And I was like, this one's for the mush! Even though Vernon had nothing to do in the mush. <laughs> <laughs> he clutches at his side and is like, oh no, my beautiful robe. <laughs> I think following that, Vernon is going to try and get back at you. So please make a hustle roll to see if you can dodge his attack. Oh, oh, oh no. no. Well, at all. Oh. oh, we're on zero. Definitely not gone well, Wes. Oh, no. Oh, no. He says, well, I don't know about your mush, but this is for the robe. And shoots a neon green jet of energy right at you. And it ricochets into your shoulder. And you've now got this gaping wound on your shoulder that is just stinging like crazy. That was uncalled for. And like my air from the like the shoe polish black, the black shoe polish just kind of sponges out and it's kind of just like electrocuted, just hair standing on ends. Just like Mm. complete state of a Christine right now. I don't know what else to say. Just, just, it's just gone from worse to catastrophic. (laughs) Oh no. Who wants to take a try at Vernon next? Patricia wants to try to sneak around through another alley to one that connects back behind this and come in from behind. Give me a hustle roll to see if you can find an advantageous point of ingress. Innuendo! That's a six! Oh! <laughs> yes! Nice! Amazing! Yeah, since you got a six, I'm going to combine that into your backstab as well. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Please describe to me exactly how you managed to sneak up on this unsuspecting sorcerer. <laughs> as an honourable knight. As an honourable knight, indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I should have made it a seven because of backstabbing. Ooh. Um, oh, nice. So, Patricia is going to go over to the next alley and tiptoe, 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 even though really she doesn't need to tiptoe. It's not like you can hear so easily from one alley to the next. And come around behind, uh, pulling out this wicked-looking knife. Just like a real... It's one that she uses to cut vegetables and meats and other unidentifiable, uh, unidentifiable objects for her pies. She pulls it out and she sneaks close and she makes direct eye contact with Gloucester and is just like, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And, and, just, and, and does a good shoulder, just a good shoulder shank because we, we don't go for the mortal wounding here. For sure, absolutely, yeah. And he gasps in shock and pain and grabs at his shoulder and just like, oh, and yeah, is looking really, really beat up at this point. 
you think by looking at him that one more one more successful blow will take him down. Bryony is going to grab Vernon again as he reacts to Patricia's attack and he's reeling back. Bryony's going to shoot forward, grab into her pouch and pull out a really hefty, heavy painter's brush. But it's going to be the kind of brush that, you know, you've used a million times in art class so and nobody cleaned it. So it's like really crusted over. Oh, it's like and it's, more paint than brush. Yeah, it's like a brick consistency. Yep. It's a blunt It's a blunt weapon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bryony's going to take this brush and just start smacking Vernon across the face <laughs> repeatedly going, you... Do not hit Granny's here. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, give me a guts roll, please. Oh, that's a two. You do get your bonus for um, your alien landscape painting for using a paintbrush. Okay, yeah. For so painting his three. face offensively. <laughs> <laughs> so you do manage to get a few good smacks in with this absolutely disgusting brush, but in return he manages to get his wand right up against your stomach and blast you back with a force of kinetic energy and so you slam against the the wall of the of the neighboring building and slump down at the at the bottom you are severely shaken and you know you're going to be super bruised tomorrow but um you don't think that anything's broken i think it's just more your pride that has been injured than necessarily your body so there is another opening for you to attack who's going to do it well i think gloucester might have to one up the backstab yeah in, in which case then sort of gloss has been using a little moment you know the sort of neck crick in the limbering and so on reaches into the bag of forbidden worthers i think takes two for this one <laughs> then proceeds to just charge and then tries to basically spear him with love and care. Beautiful. Okay, <laughs> guts. Guts, baby. Six. Nice. Oh, Perfect. Nice. Okay, yeah. Which body parts are you spearing with well, your... Well, <laughs> specifically, I'm thinking if if Patricia's hitting sort of uh, shoulder, like, Patricia will have had to have been low and stabbing, like, up and down. So I'm thinking... Like, you know the sort of, like, American football, like, lacrosse spear where it's, like, one person's down low and the other is just, like, crunk. So, you know, hitting them up high and they're just, like, <laughs> bent over them and just completely totaled with them. Like, okay, the more the more mundane British one is, like, you know when one of your mates, like, makes a, go- a ball behind someone and then you just lightly tap them on the front <laughs> and they go over, like, a sack of potatoes? That, but with, you know... A six foot six heavily armored granny. Incredible. And yeah, as you charge forward, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just anticipating, knowing what's coming. And then is completely just falls back and cracks his head off the concrete below and yeah, is unconscious. And I definitely think Gloucester probably follows because you don't, you're not meant to take two worthers at once. That's not what they're for. Mm. Like that is, yeah. that is <laughs> abuse of strange chemicals. I think Gloucester at that point is just sort of on the ground twitching vaguely and like but definitely it's just out for the count <laughs> so we've got three quite injured or incapacitated grandmothers <laughs> and then Patricia <laughs> now's the time you tell the whole town that you single handedly solve the problem <laughs> and that'll be a boom for the pie business <laughs> oh. yeah, rebranding might be in order so yeah, Patricia, what do you what do you want to do about this this situation? Patricia's going to look around at everyone 
and be like, someone else will come along and help them out or they'll help each other. And is instead <laughs> going to just like grab Vernon's ankle and start to drag him back to the center square because Patricia is just like, I don't think bringing the man who was helping the Duke back to the Duke's palace jail cells will do a lot for uh, keeping him under under wraps. So instead, I'm going to put him with like the town guard. And so just is bringing him back and also wants to catch the end of the bake-off. So um, yeah. he's going to drag Vernon back to the center square and possibly send Crumpet, Scone, and Tea Cake to uh, go help Gloucester and and. Bryony and, and uh, Christine back in the alley. This town has an, 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 like a, a granny militia. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they've got an aging population and they've worked out the best way to deal with it is to put, is to get them get them on it. Yeah, absolutely. Great, go for it. The remainders of the granny gang come and start to patch you all up and make get you back on your feet and luckily in this fantasy world there's a lot of healing magic around there's a lot of potions it's not too long until you're back up to fighting fit christine doesn't really believe in any of that (laughs) so she kind of reaches her hand into her biker shorts and pulls out a quite soggy yet still quite tasty yorkshire pudding and munches on that christine you're the magical equivalent of an (laughs) anti-vaxxer just 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 accept the help come on it's right there we know it works there's no yorkshire pudding can't (laughs) give me give me a grit roll to see if this yorkshire pudding helps or hinders you no I've got a five. Oh, yeah. yeah. corrected. Oh. It, is, it's, it fortifies you. You still have a gaping shoulder wound. <laughs> Brush it off. Just walk it off. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a scratch. And um, you all make it back to the audience of uh, the Bake Off. <laughs> we, we, we must look such a sight. <laughs> yeah, just, this is like these like people with families and small children just kind of looking at these absolutely trashed grannies just walking through the crowd. It's that comedy trope of like you know you come in and then everyone goes quiet and you just hear in the distance the little baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for sure. And so basically, the only two that are still in the running for this Bake Off are Deirdre and Penelope. Is there anything you want to do to influence the outcome of this bake-off, or do you want to just let things run its natural course? Because basically I'm just going to give each of them a roll and see who gets the higher one to see who wins. But if you want to if you want to do something in particular, if you think Penelope or Deirdre are more deserving winner, then you can always manipulate things in their favor i don't i don't think gloucester's gonna manipulate anything but gloucester's very like clearly pro like deirdre uh, uh winterbottom and he's just sort of like yeah come on yeah patricia's very pro penelope muffin mostly to go against uh gloucester <laughs> but but also because <laughs> it, it just is a real bummer to always be the second place baker it's a real bummer oh well i got six doubloons on you winter bottom you've got penelope <laughs> you can do it penelope i'm gonna ask each of you to give me a stories role to see how personable you can be and how encouraging you can be to them <gasps> i got a five i think i might actively hinder <laughs> Oh, (laughs) yeah, unfortunately, your seeming screams of encouragement 
are taken more as threatening by <laughs> Deirdre Winterbottom. On, yeah, <laughs> and she's just <laughs> dropping eggs left, right, and center. And it's <laughs> just giving her the fright of her life. Whereas Patricia is a lot more kind of calm and gentle with Penelope Muffin. And Penelope seems to be taking it to heart and enjoying this this bit of attention. So I am going to roll with advantage for Penelope and just one die for Deirdre. So. Oh, come on. I mean, ultimately, I don't know about the rest of you, but this is by far the most exciting bit of this entire... I'm I'm extremely invested in this fictional baking show. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. So this is Deirdre's roll. Deirdre got a four. It's not not terrible. Um, And this is Penelope. Penelope got a three and a two, so Deirdre takes it. The status quo has been restored and everything is as it should be. The best baker is the best, the second best baker is the second best. Patricia! Yes! (laughs) 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 Screw you, Gloucester Worcestershire! (laughs) (laughs) All right, and uh, just as the award ceremony is getting all set up and Squall, Follywood and Sue Kreef are gathering the customary cake stand and flowers to give to the winner, you hear uh, a cry from the crowd of, excuse me, I think that uh, there must be a mistake. And um, you see that the former judge of the Bake Off before Sue Creef, Marie Beret, um, <laughs> comes out of the crowd. Um, yeah, impeccably dressed, beautifully slicked back blonde hair. The epitome of of granny elegance. I must uh, I must insist that this arrangement is stopped right away. This judge is a fraud. Sukrif is just like no no. I'm I'm the rightful judge of this bake off. And Squall Follywood is like get her out of there. She's overworked. This doesn't work in that context. But that's the only thing I can say in a Paul Hollywood voice. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit of a, a tiff between uh, Marie Beret and. Sue Kreef. Is there is there anything you want to do about this or do you just want to sit back and watch? I'm very happy to sit back and watch. I'm I'm actually quite put out by the fact that uh, Penelope Muffin did not win and that I feel like <laughs> Gloucester beat me. <laughs> I think Gloucester at this point then is just like, you know, I'll be mother just from from clearly like in a tent like this there is a tea set is just doling out tea to everyone you know and naturally apart from Patricia just with from Gloucester's idea just the intent of oh, it's nice to watch someone else have a fight now and just sort of like having a sit with a cup of tea and just watching the judges go at it wonderful I can't speak for everyone else but Gloucester's Same. actually quite happy it's the best bit great what are Bryony and uh, Christine doing at this point Christine has literally no dignity or anything left and is completely just placeboed in the placeboed that's not even the right word completely potatoed in the corner not moving trying to not make any noise just kind of waiting for the whole thing to go out so they can just return back home get a bit of tea and wait for it all to blow over I think at this point Matilda the sister of Mildred comes over puts a like big beefy arm around you and is like it's all right darling and you all have days like this uh, why don't we go and why don't we go and do a jigsaw back at my place after oh, this sounds proper lovely that I'll do that with you thanks very much <laughs> and what's Bryony doing Bryony thinks about having a cup of tea and then looks over to uh, off stage 
Is that wizard still holding the entire setup? Yep. Yep. <laughs> still r- completely red in the face. Yeah, like it's gone. It's gone to sort of a puce now, a mauve, <laughs> <laughs> almost a purple. Frustrated at, with with this whole ordeal at this point, Bryony's going to go over to the wizard and just start tickling him <laughs> and break his just concentration. Incredible. <laughs> and yeah, he just, he, he tries to hold it all together. He's just, and then just absolutely in fits of giggles, just completely collapses on the ground. And as he collapses, so too the marquee collapses with the judges and the remaining contestants inside. So, and that is where we're going to end this session. Love thank it. you so Love much it. for listening and thank you to our wonderful players for playing. This has been the behind the scenes crew of Chapter and Multiverse. It is, of course, a brand new actual play podcast coming from Rusty Quill very, very soon. And uh, yeah, if you want more chaos, if you want the incredible talents of these folks from behind the scenes, and if you want perhaps more grannies, who knows, uh, you can come over to Chapter and Multiverse and you will be very welcome. We don't care where you go, but you can't stay in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because, yeah, isn't this the last thing that's going out on the feed? It is, it is. This, As far as I'm aware, this is the, the last bit before the Rusty Cool Gaming feed goes dark. But again, if you're, if you're interested in your TTRPG stuff and you're wanting more RPG goodness and a lot more of uh, Maddie amongst others, then yeah, I would say bounce across the chapter of multiverse feed it's going to be a lot of familiar voices and a lot of new voices as well It'll be quite fun absolutely so yes uh, thank you again for listening and uh we shall see you in the next rusty quill thing we appear in so goodbye 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 everyone rusty quill gaming is a podcast distributed by rusty quill and licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial sharealike 4.0 international license Today's episode was directed by Maddie Searle and produced by Natasha Johnston and Lauren Thompson. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com, rate and review us online, tweet us at TheRustyQuill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Thank you for listening. everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.